Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. This is a newsstand episode, so you're just getting the Isaiah today. Uh, you know, it's just, you're locked in here with me. No, um, no, we're chilling. You know, I've been drinking a little bit, smoking a little bit as per usual. Um, I guess this is a little quick corrections corner. Um, in my drunken haze of last weekend or whatever, I realized I completely flipped uh, the Chris Dorner thing from that whole weird yacht club situation. Because, um, like, one of my friends asked me, he's like, no, explain it. Like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. so I Googled it again. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, this is not the story that I had correctly. It, it was weird. And race was involved, but not. And that joke was still weird. But, you know, I'm still I, I'm still vexed on that. But I'm a Virgo. I overanalyze things. Um. I know I'm, I don't usually drag and talk here, but, you know, I feel like I can do that right now. I'm in that mode today. I'm cozy. Also, it's cold. Um, I'm not digging that. I'm not a winter baby. No. Uh, fall is fun, and then that's where I like to cut it off. So now this is like we're hitting like 30 degrees. Oh, no, thank you. Um, but um, I got some news. I, I kind of decided that most of the stuff on the episode today is just going to be like political stuff. So, you know, if you don't like that um, and you're just a loyal and I appreciate that, you can just tune it out. I get it. You know, if you don't want to hear about election stuff and, you know, big bills, I get it. I, I understand. This isn't School of Rock. I'm not even singing. You know, what's the point? Um, but if, if if you're more than that and, you're, and you do want to know, then here we go. Let's go. Um, so essentially, uh, I wanted to start off with uh, the big, big one, which was also before I, I get into the meaty, the meaty gritty. I didn't know that it was gubernatorial. I learned that this week, and I was very surprised. Like, I, I thought it was governor. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm a dummy. You know, I thought it was governatorial, governatorial, which is like not a word as I say it out loud, but gubernatorial is is what you say, I guess. Goob. Um, but it was between. Um, Democrat uh, Terry McAuliffe, um, he was a former governor, uh, but he had ran his full term, then stopped, and then came back in for this election. Um, and he was going up against uh, Republican businessman Glenn Youngkin. Um, and I'm sourcing some material from USA Today, um, but I've also just kind of just following this a little bit loosely as it's been progressing. Um but it's been a wild ride, actually. I mean, I didn't know that this is kind of a bellwether situation because it falls on an odd year. So you have the big election, um, you know, between the president, you know, so we got Joe Biden and then kind of the bellwether what's going to happen for the midterms, for, you know, for, so in this situation, 2024, it's kind of taking place in Virginia here. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll save you the suspense. Uh, Youngkin did wind up pulling it out there. Uh, it was a Republican win, um, which, you know, now and then, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't stand that. Obviously that's not our thing. We don't love that, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I, I realize as I get into this more and more, uh, for the podcast and just honestly, my weird own pleasure, I guess, um, that this is kind of like like a like a hobbyist kind of thing like you almost get like sports brain about it where you're just like oh i want my my peoples to do well and you look at who your people are like i don't know who these people are i don't connect with these people these people probably aren't even good people be like yeah win go out there and and get the votes (laughs) 
um it's weird i don't know i guess that's group think mentality i don't know um but um terry's campaign was weird honestly from what i saw on some of the details i mean i understand it like it's just become a lot of hey if you're a republican you're like trump because in a lot of ways that is how you get along to get ahead in the republican party these days is you appeal to like the maga base and you say the things that they want to hear um and youngkin to a point definitely did do that he definitely appealed to like the critical race theory um you know talked about a lot of the talking points that are going on in you know society today um and there was also like some school stuff specific to some stuff i believe in fairfax county that um i mean you could do a whole podcast episode on um and you know terry mccallif really didn't pick up on that issue whereas glenn youngkin did and did talk about it and um i think in a lot of ways now that Trump's not here, if you really can't make it about Trump per se, which is what Terry was trying to do, but kind of failed, um, then you lose that vote and people just go back to voting for Republicans again. Um, especially when on the other side of the fence, people do compare every Democrat to what's going on in the higher echelons of um, you know, democracy right now in our government, which is what the Democratic Party is doing right now, which is not shit. I mean, we'll get to that um, actually at the end of this episode. It's kind of a little bit of an update that I wound up having to throw in. But I mean, you have this whole big bill infrastructure shit going on. It's It's been deadlocked because of literally a small group of people um, just saying, nah, this isn't it. But then also it's now been portrayed as like, well, now these other people who, you know, started this bill with such a big demand, it just was never going to work. And they're just holding out. And it, it just it never it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, whether you're a liberal or a conservative, you hear and see that. And, and it just doesn't compute to you why this isn't getting done. And um, it and that affects your approval rating. So Biden's not not been looking good. You know, and then not to mention you have all of um, the inflation stuff. You have the supply chain. You have COVID. You know, people hate vaccines. Oh, they hate them. They hate them. They hate them. Um, so it's just one of those things where Biden's been taking a hit. Democrats are taking a hit. And Terry McAuliffe went into this race knowing that his party was not looking good. And also apparently that not only is it a bellwether situation with Virginia, there is a lot of flip-flop energy where it's like, if you have a Democratic, you know, president, oftentimes there's kind of just like an upheaval thing where then the other party then makes the push. So it's like, whether it's Democrat or Republican, there's always like kind of the counterbalance there. Um, but besides uh, Glenn Youngkin winning, I believe though, the um, Virginia base did like hold firm. And that's another reason why this is kind of a big deal was uh, Biden won Virginia in terms of the presidential race. He won it pretty handily, like about 10%. So the situation of it just being flipped over on its head and Terry McAuliffe was really just supposed to come in here and win it. I mean, Glenn Youngkin is not some big known Republican. He's really just a guy who was a businessman and was like, yeah, I'll just run with this party. And uh, he won. Um but not to dwell too much on just this because there's other election news I wanted to cover, obviously. Um, Eric Adams won in New York. 
Um, that was kind of pretty handed. I mean, and that's a mayoral, mayoral race. Uh, he's replacing Bill de Blasio. Um, Bill de Blasio couldn't run again. I know he's not really liked by people, um, you know, but I mean, what a politician is, I guess. Um, honestly, I'm not a big fan of Eric Adams. I mean, I'm glad to see, you know, a black man doing things, doing well. Um, but this is like a former cop. Um, just, I don't know, him as a person, he kind of does some little sussy stuff, but it is what it is. That's personal opinion. Um, and at the end of the day, it is good to see another Democrat win. So, I mean, that was kind of a good thing. Um, but actually to double back on gubernatorial race, I kind of jumped the gun a bit. Um, Phil Murphy won in New Jersey over Jack Citarelli. Um, that was a big deal. Um, it was a big deal just because of the fact that it's like, it was so close. And Jack Citarelli is once again, kind of an unknown Republican, which is kind of why people are kind of holding this whole thing as like, like this whole election week as kind of like, oh, this is kind of a black eye for Democrats because, you know, you're kind of seeing how these unknown Republicans are making such headway by just saying things to people that are just Republican things. They don't necessarily even have to align themselves with Trump. Trump doesn't even have to dub them. They just have to kind of get back to the party line, maybe sprinkle in a little bit, a little CRT here and there, you know, um, and it works. And it's just because people are so upset because they're just seeing more things go up, you know? Um, so that was a thing. Um, I know I'm zigzagging now, but, um, also we had a mayoral election in Boston. Michelle Wu won there. Um, very cool. Cause it was the first woman and person of color elected in the, the top post. So that was pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I know a lot of people are like saying, Ooh, this is a really black eye. I think it is a mixed bag for Democrats. I think it's just one of those things where it is a sign of the times that people are really upset and uncomfortable. And in times like that, you look at the administration and you go, okay, well maybe we'll go for whatever is the opposite. Um, you know, I, I think people were surprised to see that Trumpism isn't really dead. Um, but I think it's just it's just a way of thinking that is just the brand currently. Um, you know, I think people will continue to think and feel these kind of thoughts because it's easier for them to feel it. And it's like, well, yeah, that doesn't even benefit them in the long run sometimes, some of these people. But sometimes that's not the point. Sometimes you just want to feel like you're being heard, you know, and, and for them in this base, that's what they feel like they're getting. Um, so that's why I think you'll see the Republican you know, Trumpism narrative still be pushed because it still works. Um, kind of like Tales of Time thing. Um, but outside of the election stuff, I have a little bit of an update on um, the Cuomo situation. Um, a judge has delayed um, Cuomo's arraignment on sex crime charges um, following a request from Albany County District Attorney David Soares. Um, essentially, they're saying that it was filed, um, inexplicably filed and potentially defective, uh, and at risk for procedural dismissal. I got this from Politico. Um, but pretty much it's just at jeopardy because like, it's actually better for me just to quote some of this. Um, but pretty much Soros, who had been conducting his own investigation, disagreed. 
Um, unfortunately, the filings in this matter are potentially defective in that the police officer complaint complainant filed uh, failed to include a sworn statement by the victim such that the people could produce or proceed with the prosecution on these papers. Um, what was included with the complaint was a portion of a transcript of the victim's statements given in a separate proceeding. But that portion excluded an oath and even more troubling, excluded other portions of her testimony where she described the very same acts described in the complaint. So essentially he's really worried that like you didn't even fully file this thing and things are gonna get left out and it's literally just gonna get just it's going to be dead on arrival anyway. So there's no reason to file it and jump the gun. So like you need to hold up here. This needs to be delayed. So, I mean, we will definitely keep you posted if there's any more on that. Um, got an update on the Merck pill. Um, Britain approves the Merck COVID-19 pill. Um, the first to do it. Um, and this is Rudders. Um, that is interesting news. We'll definitely keep you posted on what happens with that? I mean, I think it's going to, you're going to definitely see a lot of people quick to take it. I'm sure the U S is going to be quick to follow. Um, just because COVID's not done. I think a lot of people are kind of saying, Oh, well, because the Delta spike is kind of peaking, we're good to go now. Like COVID's going to keep going around and definitely something like this Merck pill is going to be very useful because on your first onset, you know, of symptoms, you can take this pill and it's potentially going to, you know, work very well. Um, so we'll definitely keep you posted on that. I, in reading this article from Rutgers, I did, what I do that? It's Rutgers. I keep going Rutgers like the school. I got to stop that. Um, but apparently um, the, uh, I forget what it, it's called, Mal, Perfir, Um, And that's like the base name for the drug, the Merck pill. Um, but drugs in this class have been related to birth defects potentially. Um, now granted in any of the clinical trials and stuff like that, it hasn't been reported, but that's just something that people are potentially worried about because then all the data is out and yada, 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 so on and so forth. Um, so that's interesting, right? Um, hopefully that doesn't, you know, happen in terms of birth defects or anything like that. You know, um, you know, you want to see the best out of these vaccines, these pills, um, and, you know, hopefully we beat this shit, you know, uh, get it contained, something, whatever, right? Um, but last but not least, um, I guess we're going out with a bang. Um, but the House has passed um, a more than $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill late Friday night. Um, getting this from CNBC. Um, I've been kind of holding out on talking and like updating with the stuff because it's just like so complicated and it changes and like these politicians like turn into a soap opera and it's like, why? For why? Like, doesn't need, this doesn't need to be this dramatic. Um, but essentially, um, it passed in a 228 to 206 vote. Um, surprisingly to me, 13 Republicans voted to support it and six Democrats voted against it. And uh, Biden could be signing it within a few days. So that is good news. Um, I think, like I was saying earlier, I think it has been a black eye that we've had so much going on in Congress, but nothing has come out of it. Um, 
So this big infrastructure bill passing is a big deal. Um, it is supposed to be in tandem with the reconciliation bill, um, which was something that um, Democrats, like the progressive Democrats were really on about. Like this needs to be signed together because we know there's a big chance that since no Republicans are going to back any of this stuff, that we need to be on a whole supportive of this. And like, if we're not, then it's not even going to go. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, They've kind of agreed firmly is what it sounds like that it is all going to go and work in tandem. Um, So I'm not going to doubt the process and put my foot in my mouth, but you know, um, I I will wait until the ink is dry and all this before, you know, it's all said and done. I do believe that the, this part of the infrastructure bill is good to go. Um, It's going to definitely help and improve some things. A lot was cut though. Um, you know, I mean, a trillion is a lot of money. Um, but, um, we started this conversation with 6.6. So I'm kind of like womp womp about it. Um, we'll see though. Um, I'm trying to think, I think I got some more details here, but I might not. Um, but yeah, now I think we'll just keep you posted. Cause like I said, this is fresh. Um, I'm sure there will be more trickling down and I might get more data info. Um, or maybe not, you know, this is a lot. <laughs> it's, it's thick, but I, I get the feeling that we'll hear, we'll hear more about this though. Um, and of course, um, we'll have another episode coming soon. Um, I figured it'll be a little bit more crime oriented. Um, cause we got some big cases on the docket, if you will. And, you know, some other stuff in general. Um, let me get these lighter flicks in. Um, but, um, thanks for sticking with me. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out. Um, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Um, Check us out on Patreon if you'd like a shout out on Now and Game Podcasts. Um, we got a Patreon for that. You can just like tip us five bucks. We will shout you out on the next episode. Um, also, if you don't you don't want to pay, you don't got the money, that's okay. Uh, you can hit us up on Gmail with feedback, anything like that. We got Now and Then Podcast Gang at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get social with it, we got an Instagram. Uh, now and then podcast gang we got a facebook that's now underscore brad no now brad that's now brad and then the twitter is now underscore brad um so you can find us out there you want to talk to us mingle interact get parasocial whatever um we can do that um i hope you guys have a good one i hope you guys are staying warm out there keep it cozy keep it safe love ya bye